If you're looking for trouble, you're in the right place. This is the Danger Zone. It's the baddest biker bar in the investment world where we go searching for trouble with David Trainer and the crew at New Constructs, a securities firm that evaluates securities differently. They dig in at the footnotes level and work their way up. It is discounted cash flow analysis meets forensic accounting. And if you want to learn more about how it works, go to newconstructs.com. David Trainer, it is great to have you back on Money Life. It is good to be back, Chuck. Thank you. Who's in the danger zone this week? A firm. Danger, danger. A firm. It's a firm holdings, ticker symbol AFRM. These are the buy now, pay later guys who, oh, by the way, were in the danger zone earlier and now they're in the danger zone again later. So what brings them back to us? Because the trouble, no matter when people are paying, seems to be following this company. Buy now, suffer later. I mean, this is <laughs> such an unprofitable business and extremely high valuation. I mean, I was just reviewing our notes on this and our report, Chuck. I mean, it's just like, it's silly. I mean, we, um, you know, it's it's been a great danger zone pick, by the way. It's down 82% since we first put it in the danger zone, while the S&P's up 2%. So it's outperformed by 80%. By the way, it's not just in the danger zone for the second time. It's a three-time loser. You put it in the danger zone about two years ago in October of 2021, and then you put it on the zombie stock list and brought it back in September of 2022. And yeah, it's down 82% since the first one. But you'd think down 82% means that all the hope's been beaten out of it. If this were an IPO, you know, where you get the IPO pop, this is after all that stuff is done. This has been deflated. But the idea to be back in the danger zone is, oh, yeah, it's down 82%. There's still a lot more. It could lose another 82 is basically what you're saying, right? This could go all the way to zero? Yeah, I mean, it's up over 100% this year. And so with that movement and then recent findings from the Fed that lower credit scores and greater unmet needs make up a disproportionate share of the buy now, pay later users. I mean, in other words... They're going after the lowest of the lowest credit folks, right? That's not a good sign in any kind of economic cycle, but certainly not one where interest rates are rising and we know pocketbooks are tighter. We're hoping for a soft landing and trying to avoid a hard landing. If anything, people are having to be tighter with money. Money is not as cheap. That's a bad thing. Like a firm was a product of this super free money environment. I mean, these business models went away with Kmart and the layaway plans, right? I mean, it's just... Anyway, bad business model. It's never been a good business model, Chuck. It's burned through tons of cash flow, continues to be a cash flow burner, which is why it's a zombie stock. And this is one we still think should go to zero. Help us understand the disconnect here, because the story here, except for the fact that you're dealing with the worst borrowers, is one that you'd think would be a good one. Why? Because every study we talk about here on the show that's looking at it is like tons and tons of people want to do buy now, pay later. It's become this hugely popular thing. And oh, by the way, while you see it from a firm and they're offering buy now, pay later programs, you know, you can do buy now, pay later with PayPal. You can do it with Amazon. You know, you, these days you pretty much can't buy anything where they don't offer it to you, even if you're buying something that only costs 12 bucks. With that kind of ubiquitousness for the action, you'd think somebody's making money on this, but you wouldn't like this in anybody's business, would you? No. I mean, I think when you see this much competition, that's a red flag, but when you especially see it from the actual platforms themselves, right? When Square and Amazon, well, Amazon, I don't know if they have their own in-house, but they could easily do it. 
if they wanted to, and they probably would if it were profitable. But it's, there's no value add, Chuck, right? You're just saying to people, hey, you know, we'll pay for it for you so you don't have to pay now. You'll pay me more later. There's not many really sophisticated clients or users that are going to really want to do that, right? Unless they're lower credit quality folks who are not likely able to pay you back in full, at least not enough of them to make a profit. Because of the way you just described the industry, there's also no stupid money risk here. There's not a real worry that, oh, well, a firm, bad stock, but it's in the business. Let me go buy that. I mean, there's not really much risk of that happening, is there? No, I don't think so. You know, look, again, what's the value at? I mean, again, Kmart had a layaway plan thing. That was the same thing as buy now, pay later, right? It, it didn't really work. We hadn't seen it in years. And it just happens to emerge during, you know, at the end of a 20-year super low abnormal interest rate cycle when there was also all kinds of other ridiculous IPOs and crazy money uh, flowing around into business models that should never have existed. I don't think that's a, that's a coincidence. It's not a real business model. I don't think it survives. Now, I'm going to point out, you know, normally I'm saying, tell us how out of whack the valuation is. I think I can sum this one up for you, but I want to know why. Because a firm, as we record this, is trading for close to 22 bucks a share. And you make the case that it's not worth a buck per share. So again, there's that, hey, it's down 82% from its peak, though it's up this year, uh, or down 82% from when you put it in the danger zone, but it's up this year, but it's not worth a buck. Well, there's your proof that it belongs in the danger zone. But how do you make the case that it's not worth a buck? Let's start with how much cash flow and business improvement is baked into 22 bucks a share, right? Let's start with the fact that the firm's current no-pat margin or after-tax profit margin is negative 69%. The 2023 fiscal 2023 margin, which I think their fiscal 2023 ended really pretty recently, their margin is negative 69%, Chuck. All right, so to justify 20 bucks, they have to immediately go from negative 69 to 11%, which is Goldman Sachs's no pat margin. And we choose that because that's one of the highest margin financial services businesses of all businesses. Okay. So they get the same margins as Goldman. They also have to grow revenue at 29% compounded annually for the next nine years. So that's what they got to do to justify the current stock price. So immediately approve margins to a super high level for their business and grow revenue at nearly 30% for nine years. And at that honest, and also if you assume their their same GMV rate uh, of eight percent, that would mean that a firm's gross merchandise volume would be about half of where Amazon's is right now. Let me flip it around on you, David. Make the case for why the stock's only worth a buck. I mean, I think it's worth zero. I mean, look at the economic book value and it's negative 28 bucks a share. You've got 52 million in debt, not that much. Got another 229 million in outstanding option liabilities. And then you've just got negative cash flow, Chuck. I mean, you've got negative cash flow as far as the eye can see going back up for the history of the company. I mean, we're showing they've burned through 3.8 billion excluding acquisitions from over the last three years. In 2023 alone, they burned through 1.1 billion. Right. Uh, and so it's like, I don't know how they ever get it to a positive value for equity holders when you when you've got all these option liability for existing equity holders. Right. When you've got all these options out there, you've got debt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making a case for zero. I don't think the business survives. And as a zombie stock, you guys have it as having under two years worth of 
capital remaining, correct? Yeah, we've got 21 months of cash on hand to sustain the current burn. It's Affirm Holdings, ticker symbol AFRM. Yeah, not worth anything, according to David Trainer, but back in the danger zone because it's been on a big rise this year, even if it's been a terrible stock since he first identified it and said it was headed for trouble. David, great stuff as always. See you next week. My pleasure, Chuck. Thank you. That's David Trainer. He's founder and president at New Constructs, which is online at newconstructs.com and on Twitter at New Constructs. David's on Twitter too, at the real DTrain37. Up next on Money Life, it's market call time. Art Amador of the AI-powered equity ETF will be here talking stocks. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous. 